Welcome to the Windy City Bender Podcast with your hosts, Noli, Potsy, and Jerem. Hey there, everybody. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> How Good are you? This is episode 47. The uh, the, the Marty St. Pierre, because nobody else wore the number 47 that was uh, worth more of a damn than he was Decently on the Blackhawks. So, yeah. Uh, here, as per usual, is me, Pote. How are you? And Noli. Hey. And Jerem. How's it going? Good. How's it going? How's it going? Good, good, good. How is, uh, how's everybody's uh, week been? It's only Tuesday. <laughs> it is only Tuesday. It is. Feels like it should be about Friday. Yeah. At least Thursday. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, this is our, uh, our Blackhawks preview episode uh, where we will go over what happened last year. Because um, we want to relive we'll that again, seconds. yeah. Because we want to relive that again, and then we'll look forward to Fuck. this upcoming year, and uh, you know, a couple surprising stories. This is going to be an interesting year for the Hawks. It can go a couple different ways. Could go well, and it could go south before October is over. So, um, kicking it off with the uh, last year for the Blackhawks, first time Hawks talk. There it is, the first hot stock of the year. Hawks! Hawks. There you go. Uh, first time the Hawks have missed the playoffs since the 07-08 year. Uh, first year of Kane and Taze back in 07-08. So, um, Marty bit, Havlott. Yeah, Marty Havlott. Um, nice little streak there. Come to an end. Uh, 33, 39, and 10 with 76 points. Uh, very, very last place in the very, very good Central Division. How did we feel about last year, fellas? Finished lower than the Oilers, in case you forgot. God damn it, I keep <laughs> on forgetting, and it makes me mad every time. Uh, do, you, do you ask how we felt? Yeah, yeah. How did we feel about how the season went Oh, last it was year? just great. Fantastic. Good to watch. Yeah, you know. Good. Just what hey. we wanted. No, Fucking bullshit. Um, I mean, for all those people, all those years saying, "Oh, we don't need properties, an average goalie." Oh, let's keep Rotha. Let's keep Darling. Piss off. Obviously, the Hawks need Crawford. Um, found out today that he's cleared to play, but he's starting to practice, which is fucking good news for the Hawks. He's not going to play right away. They just placed but, him on the IR too. A little bit ago. Yeah. So to start the uh, season off. So yeah, that's fucking good good fucking news though. Uh because without him they were shit because the defense is brutal now. And they had no offense, even though they brought in Sod to create more offense for Taves. Nothing that did, that didn't work. And now wouldn't you know he's playing with Kane. Six goals for Brandon Sod in the first Three? three games, I believe. Three or four games. I can't remember exactly what it was. He had 12 after. 12. Yeah. 12. Um, Man, did that fucking suck. Awful. That's awful. So, 
I mean, Kaner, 27 goals, 76 points. Brinksy Cat to brink it, 28 goals, 52 points. He was like, good. He was like the highlight it's, of the season. Is he is he a basically 30-30 guy? Basically. He's looking like a 30-30 guy. Well, maybe a 24-24 guy. Yeah. Yeah. Close. Um, so, I mean, there are some bright spots-ish, but it it's all grow. Like, we need Crawford in that to be able to do anything this year. And I think it's not so much that... I don't think it's so much to where it's like Corey Crawford is... You know, Carrie Bryce. Exactly. I don't think it's that. I think a lot of it also has to do with how the team plays in front of Crawford versus how they're able to play in front of Anton Forsberg. I mean, uh, or even Cam Ward, for that matter. Yeah, um, yeah it's, I, it's it's a different mindset going into the game knowing you have Crow to lean on. Exactly. And You're almost afraid to make a mistake with anybody else back there. And as soon as one little bad bounce goes the wrong way, it's like, oh, here we go again. But when Crawford's in that, it's like one bad bounce, and it's like, oh, well, it's just one bad bounce. We can bounce back from that, you know? So there's, it's definitely a mindset thing, and I think a lot of guys just had off years, which they've had their first off year in how long, though? Like, it's frustrating, but it's like we got so many good years that we keep expecting – the best years exactly and i mean it's that's the other thing too it's unfortunate that taves uh seabrook keith sod uh kane even had something of an off year i mean 76 points really isn't patrick kane neon um, like he even came out and like basically implied he was happy about panarin being gone and that his numbers yeah, were I mean, because of that how much that ended up being a, a huge factor. So I don't know who knows. Um, it definitely seems like this year, Patrick Kane means business. Uh, and we talked about it before at the CPHL where Kaner was talking about how he is winning the, he's winning the art Ross this year. Um, or the heart or the heart, sorry, the heart this year. Um, you know, he looks real good. I mean, training camp, he ruined Cam Ward. Obviously, it's not that hard to ruin Cam Ward, but training camp festival, he ruined Cam Ward, so Do he's going to pick up where he left off. Kind of like looking ahead. Do you think he can get 100 points without Panarin? The thing is, he can't. It's not Quinville's way, but that line that that year was one of the the very few years that he's been on just one line, Kane, Anisimov, and Panarin. That's true. He was always shuffling lines, which I get it. I understand. You want to keep it fresh. You want to kind of keep the other team on edge. You want to see how people can mesh with other people who can kind of pick whoever else up. But but also at that point, guys like Vinny Hinnis shows a don't play their best game because they're always on a new line. They can't get any chemistry going. Exactly. And it's like, them. right. It's like to bring it played, I would say probably 10 games, 15 games on the third line. Yeah. What is he going to do on the third line? Yeah. He's not a third line. What is he going to do on the third line? Especially so, with the way, the way some of the guys were playing. Right. And the way he was playing. Exactly. Him down. Exactly. So, I mean, I think he just needs some, if he has a line that he's going to be on for an entire year, I don't think there's going to be any question. 
that he can at least get close. Uh, so, I mean, that was really last year. Um, not much to say other than it was ugly. When you um, got Keith, your best defenseman, getting two goals. At a minus That's, 29. Yeah. Like, you need, he needs to be better. They all need to be better. That's, what, that's just mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Um, I mean, I, like I said, it was unfortunate that so many people had bad years, off years, some of them the worst of their careers. Uh, it was unfortunate that it all happened in one season. Um, but don't mistake that for a coincidence that it all happened while Corey Crawford was out of commission. So, um, and no host on the line. Yeah, I. How big was that? Well, I mean, a lot of people were saying that it was Saad. Like Saad was the reason that Taze didn't produce as much, but or didn't play as he typically does. But I mean. Honestly, losing Saad and Hosa, it's just, that was the line. You know, that's like, that's your first line for, what, three years? Yeah. I mean, losing those guys I mean, for Chase Sharp- was huge. You mean Sharp and Hosa? You said Saad and Hosa. No, Saad, Hosa, and Taves. They were on line. Oh, you're talking about way back. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant guys that we had just lost no, this no, no, past no. year. I no, see. I mean, after Taves, you know, playing with those two guys for so long, and that line being such a good shutdown, but also, like, Scoring key goals when yeah. you need to, like that was huge. And then you lose both your guys, and now you keep rotating guys in to try and keep Taze to be Taze. Like it's that's difficult too for on Taze. Right. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a tough year. Uh, even as disappointing as the year was, I would you guys say that the off season was just as disappointing, maybe even a little bit more so. Yeah. I mean, is it not disappointing with Bowman? Right. I mean, I mean, you're expecting. These, they say we're going to go out and make moves. Right. So you're expecting to make moves. And then he goes and signs Cam Ward, Chris Kunitz, and Brandon. And then they're done. Sick. Yeah, I mean. Those are some great moves. You're expecting, you know. Not so much big ticket names, but I mean guys like John Moore, Tommy Wingles, who we said from the very beginning we were going to end up bringing back at some point. You know, guys like that, and not moving guys like Hennis Strohs and Ostrom, which I understand you had to do, but still, that sucks. Because uh, Hennis Strohs was a good player, and we keep trading. We are prospect D. Even if Osterley wouldn't have cracked the lineup, like we don't have many guys right behind what we have right now, and that's obviously what we need. Our youth prospect pool, I feel, is just like smaller and smaller every year as Bowman's trying to make these like, like you know, bringing the guys in that's going to help the core right away instead of letting these younger guys develop into positions that could be those guys that help the core. You know, which we keep. We have the offense, and we have the offensive prospects. Like, we brought up guys like Schmaltz, and, well, we had Hinnestroza, Hartman. I mean, we had a ton of guys, and he just either moves them or 
just stops playing them because he can't find the right fit for them. But I mean, those guys are there. But he Bowman keeps moving the D because he thinks we need to get these big ticket name mm-hmm. forwards rentals. But it, yeah, all forwards too. Like you, you. When was the last time we brought in a defenseman that was like a decent big name? Yeah. Rob Skidari, Johnny Oduya. Kimo Timonen. Kimo, yeah. And I mean, all those guys were on, well, not Oduya, but back ends of their their careers. Yeah. Uh, even Johnny was. Yeah, but he, he kind of got revitalized with the Hawks. Like, he was yeah. good. Yeah. I don't know. It's just extremely um, frustrating, I, too, because it's like the lack of moves that we make when we're in the division that just seems to be getting better and better every oh, yeah. off season and every year. Mm-hmm. Look at what the blues did. The <laughs> blues were a good team. They traded away stats. And they still almost made a run for the playoffs. And then they got even better this year. Like that's scary. Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly on that team. is going to be so good. Tyler Bozak. You throw him mm-hmm. in the mix, man. That fucking center depth is looking a hell of a lot better. Yep. Yeah. And their defense has always been hard. Yeah. Hard and tough. Their only downfall is their goaltending, but if they're not going to end up giving shots, I mean. And they got a goalie that when he's hot, he can be hot. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you got Winnipeg and Nashville. It's like you're fighting for a wild card, card spot at this right point. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. Yeah. So, and Dallas is always, always has high hopes, but never does anything with them. <laughs> Remember, Ben uh, Bishop's going to make them a playoff team. Oh, yeah, as oh. long as he's healthy. <laughs> And then, and then there's Minnesota with the Bruce Boudreaux factor that we always talk about. I mean, good regular season team make the playoffs and don't do shit. So I mean, where where can the Hawks fall in at? But I mean, yeah, not many. Like we said, Kunitz one year one mil, Manning two years two point two five, Davidson they just recently signed one year six hundred fifty thousand, and then Ward one year three mil. That Davidson Cam, might be the Cam, best move. The, uh, the no trade clause on the uh, oh yeah, and the no movement clause on Cam, on Cam Ward. Yeah, gotta gotta keep him down for that one year. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And then they lost guys like Clint Denning, Anthony Duclair, who signed for a cheap price, nothing, cheap price, nothing. Which I would have loved to see him get a full year with the Hawks. A twenty-something-year-old for under a million versus what a thirty-nine-year-old for a million. Yeah, um, Lance Boma, guy was out there with his heart on his sleeve every night. He was out there. He and Tommy w- Wingles were our best most players. Most mm-hmm. so many players. nights. Yeah, um, left to the Swiss League, and then Cody Franson, who never. Poor Bastion never had a chance that went to the K. I'm so confused by I that. Still so. under, yeah, I, I still don't understand that. I don't get that move. Why even think about picking that guy up if we're not even going to utilize Why him? Why tell him to wait till you get an LTIR to sign him? Like, I don't know. Stupid. And then, of course, Sharpie retired. Mm-hmm. I feel like we'll see a lot of him, though, on, on the TVs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's going to look beautiful on uh, on NBC Sports. I'll never forget the uh, last year in the playoffs when uh, Sharpie came in and it was like people were taking pictures of Sharp and it was like the guy, you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. And then it was JR dressed all in white out in the Winnipeg. 
<laughs> and his hair is like all over the place, and then Sharpie's just sitting there like a nice in his suit. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Um, to be honest with you, even as bad a, of a year as we had last year, uh, forward lines, um, they don't look terrible. Uh, they don't. I, I kind of enjoy that Debrinket Taves Cahoon. Yeah, line that was a great line. Uh, Cahoon's Ka- looked pretty good. Twenty four. No, 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 he's kind of a he's kind of a monster. Yeah, Ka- I mean, um, Saad, Schmaltz, and Kane. Like I said, if we can keep just one solid line, uh, Kane is able to make anybody a superstar. I but, like Schmaltz and Kane together a lot. And question: Saad is just gonna find his scoring touch with Kane instead yeah, of with Taves because yeah. if somebody's in a scoring job, just throw him with Kane. Like I'll get at least one point playing with, I'll right. with Kane. The question I have about Schmaltz is, is Q going to keep him at center? He's Schmaltz has always been ticketed to be Taves replacement as the number one center. Yeah. But like over the past couple of years, he hasn't played much center. He's kind of, been, uh-huh. he's been moving to the wing a lot. A couple of last couple of years. Well, who, who else are they going to put in the middle, though? Flip-flop side and Schmaltz, maybe. Because if you do that, if side can win a face-off, um, Saad's more of a two-way player. Yeah. So it, it, it And he's kind of the guy that would get dirty in the corners and then get to the front kind of like a Nisimov, but more skill. So I don't think that would be a bad option. Like I said, as long as he can win face-offs and play right position. Because your center is kind of your your best two way guy, yeah. So I wouldn't hate that too much, but other than that, you don't have many options to move Schmaltz off the center, yeah. And that's if Schmaltz is winning faceoffs too, because that's something they lacked last year. Yeah, no shit. You know who was the worst at it? Our third line center, Artem Anisimov. Boy, was he brutal in the faceoff dot. I think. The thing with Anisimov this year, people have to go into the season understanding that he's not going to do what he did with Kane and Panarin. He's your third-line center now. Um, I mean, he's just not going to put up that many points. Now, that's not to say that they're not going to score at all. Uh, I mean, David Camp, I like him. He's a good player, kind of a gritty grinder guy. Yeah. Chris Kunitz has been known to score big goals and big moments. Who knows if he could do that this year being 84 years old, but this is it's not be, a bad shut down third line. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's tr- tr- it's a true third line. Yeah. Uh, um, I would almost like to see Marcus Kruger as that third line center, though, as yeah. opposed to Artem Nisimov. And him not even at center is like kind of strange. Confusing yeah, like, as hell because yeah. he was good. Um, Looking at the lineup, little... Little upset, Sakura didn't make it because mm-hmm. I think he's going to be really good, and I thought he played pretty well. But I think he'll get the call up at some point. I was reading uh, some quotes about Quinville, and he was saying something along the lines of what we were just kind of talking about: of you know they want to get him to uh, down to Rockford so he can get like top two line minutes. That's right. Whereas if he was here Third with the four. Hawks. Exactly, he's not going to be doing what he what he's supposed to be doing. So um, I, I'm I'm kind of okay with that. I don't like that 
on the scratches list. We've got John Hayden. Yeah, that I'm not. I'm not a fan of. Not the biggest fan of that because he is a spark plug and a half. Um, I think it's just funny how high the Hawks are on him, and he's like a fourth projected to be like third, fourth line guy, and it's like you get you guys are so high on this kid, and because he's such an energy guy, though. Yeah, uh, it's it's. It's almost like Ryan Hartman was, but Hartman had more skill, yeah. obviously, than um, John Hayden. But uh, the back end is really where things get uh, bad. Bad. Um, Keith and Yoki Haru, right off the bat, I'm nervous. Yoki Haru, baby, let's go. Right off the bat, I'm nervous. Because we know Keith is sus- suspect. Keith is suspect, so are we actually going to end up, depending on this... 19-year-old? 18, 19? Yeah, 19-year-old yeah. kid to be making up for this veteran, former Norris Trophy winning defenseman's mistakes, or is it going to be one of those things where Keith is like, hey, Henry, do what I do, and then there's just nobody back, and it's a 2 on on Anton Forsberg. See, looking at... Well, it's going to be Cam Moore, not Forsberg. Um... He should have been out. Or he should have been safe. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, looking at it, it's like, okay, you got Keith, Yuki, Haru, and then you got Manning and Seabrook. But it's like, why... You have two guys that play very offensive games that could possibly get caught, especially Keith as he's older, and we saw it a ton last year. And then you have Manning and Seabrook who are kind of stay-at-home guys, kind of throw their weight around, kind of gritty guys. I don't Who Keith had his best years playing with Charleston. You kind of need that stay-at-home guy to be with a guy like Keith. And then for Yoki Haru, putting him with a stay-at-home guy is perfect to let him go kind of roam and then see when he gets caught but still have a guy back just for that safety net. So you're saying flip-flop Yoki Haru and Seabrook? Or even Manning. No, I know Manning. I, but Seabrook, I don't know. I would almost flip-flop Yuki Haru and Manning. Yeah, that's I don't what I would do. I don't trust Yuki Haru with a guy like Brandon Manning at all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying switch Yuki Haru and Manning. Oh, okay. I thought you meant... I see. I understand yeah. what you're saying. I thought you meant you wanted Yuki Haru he, with Manning. No, I'm I trying understand to get Seabrook with Yuki Haru. Mm-hmm. Because I'm seeing Brandon Manning on your top D pair with Duncan Keith is it not a good not a good sign. Gross. Um I don't know. I, to but be also honest, but also you got Ruta Murphy and Forsling. I, I don't I wouldn't necessarily hate Gustafson going up and playing with Keith either. It's true. Gus is a he's might be our best defensive defenseman. Could be. Yeah. I mean I wouldn't mind having him with Keith, or maybe even with Seabrook, and having Manning and Davidson together, but Manning and Davidson together also doesn't sound great. Um, yeah, I mean, Jan Ruda, he's serviceable. Murphy's uh, hurt right now. Murphy's, Murphy's hurt. hurt. Uh, Gustav Forsling, uh, at this point, we got to trade him. This poor bastard. Yeah. He's just never going to crack the lineup. Um, I mean, it's almost like um, Steven Johns all over again. Yeah. yeah. You know, every year it's like, oh, you're almost, you're, you're just that close. Yeah. Keep, we'll call keep, you up for a couple Keep coming games. back. Just, just kidding. 
Have fun with your thousandth game in the AHL. Um, yeah, I don't. Defense is once again the main issue, and that was supposed to be the focus this offseason coming in. But we decided, no, nah, we're gonna hang on to when your eighth overall pick, Boquist, going into the season, you say he's two to three years away, and then during camp, you're like, man, he he could almost make it. Should show how brutal your D is. Yeah. Yeah. Because Bo- Boquist, that looked, should he looked awesome in the pre or few preseason games he played. He looked awesome. You could tell he's not ready for that. Oh, yeah. that, that, oh. should, that should not be a a a compliment to the Blackhawks. No, that's one hundred percent a compliment to Boquist. Yes, absolutely. It should not be a compliment to the Blackhawks. The... That should be an embarrassment. To be quite honest with you. Yeah. Um, it does get you excited though for when him and Yoki Hargrove are together. Fuck. fuck yeah, it does. Holy shit! I fuck. I, I'm getting so <laughs> excited. Like, oh, and then to bring it so in, to bring it in Schmaltz right next to him. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. I mean they they have some good tools that are gonna be coming up, but. The new core oh. is kind of taking, like, it's starting to take a like. You picture. can see it coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can definitely see it coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in net, we talked about it. Going to start out with Cam Ward and Anton Forsberg. Um, Lord help us for the first two, three weeks that Corey Crawford can't be in. I have a question. Well, I have a question it, about this. So just spitballing here. Q said that he was not going to rock three goalies this year, no matter what we're going with yeah. two. Should we almost keep three and just kind of ease just so, you know, give Crawford some extra time off no, so he doesn't even have to dress and, like... No. I mean, he's been off for nine months. As soon as he gets back in there, I, he's not going to want to come out. You know, he he's going to want... feeling good. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I start him out slow. I give him two games in a row and then give Ward the third. Give him two games in a row, give Ward the third. Give him three games in a row, give Ward the fourth. And then just kind of see how he feels after that. Uh, I, doing that says to me that they have zero confidence that he's actually okay. Well, the thing is, they said that the earliest he can come back is the 18th of October. They said the earliest. Yeah. yeah. So they're not even and with Crow, it's guaranteed. Right. With Crow, he's always been the one where they're like, yeah, he'll be there by the start of the year. And he's always been like, well, I don't think so. I don't so. feel good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's actually going to happen. So this might be another thing where they're like, yeah, the 18th, that's when he's going to come back. But it might end up well, that's being why Crawford saying, you know what, maybe I'd like to just wait off till November. That's why they said, like, the earliest. The, because, yeah. yeah, it's it's... I'm happy that they're taking their absolute time with it. I know it basically cost us our season playoffs last year. They were 17, 17, 14, and 3 when Crawford went down. Yeah. And he ended the year 16, 9, and 2. So he literally had all but one of the Hawks' wins when he went down. When he went down in December. Yeah. Um, yeah, so honestly, at this point, take your time. Yep. 100%. I, we, we Obviously, 
we need Crawford. And if they're if they're in a position to where you know they start out the year and they're either at five hundred or a couple games over five hundred, let it ride. Yeah, let it ride out for a little bit and let them give them more feel time. a little bit better. Yeah, right. But if we're in a position to where we're five six games under five hundred right off the jump, and then it might be like, okay, grow. Are you good to go? Let's every day. Let's hit, let's hit the gas on this thing. So, uh, and the other thing too that I'm going to be interested to see, uh, I've been thinking about it for a little bit. Is I'm interested to see whether or not Q rushes it based off of how hot his hot seat is. You yeah. know, so like if the Hawks get out to a slow start and he's like, "Fuck, I know I don't have too much time left here unless something turns around. I got to get Crow back in the lineup." Is he going to be like, all right, Crow, we need you. I need, I need you now or else I'm out. Kind of force the hand a little bit, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah and no. It's like, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's not like, I don't know, like, <laughs> sorry, Q, you're on the hot seat, but like also it's this guy's health, mental health. Exactly. Like, piss off. Is it worth ruining the rest of his career? Just to. Right. Get, keep your job for another season. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's talk about that for a little bit, too. I mean, is it really even Q that's on the hot seat, or is it Stan? Is it both? I mean, I I personally think, I don't agree with it, but I personally think that if one were to go first, it's going to be Q. Yeah, coaches always take the fall it, first. That's how it always goes. Yeah. You know, it's never going to be the... It's coach GM. Exactly. Because which it, it's so wrong in this situation because Stan Bowman has butt fucked this team so much. Um, yeah, he has, but at the same time, I don't know. Like we've talked about it so many times, like last season during postseason. It's just, I I think it's huge time, like. It, He's done all he can here. He won three cups. I think the players just, they don't, it doesn't work anymore for them. They need something new. It just, it happens sometimes, you know, but. But then you go, you go to who is going to step up and take, who's going to take his position. I mean, he's arguably one of the best coaches in the NHL. Yeah. But I mean, and that's who they've always said that. The guy that they got in the in the minors, Jeremy uh, Jeremy Colleton, is that his name? Oh, I think yeah, it's Jeremy Colleton. I could be wrong. Let's go. What Sorry, we got the Cubbies <laughs> just tied it at one in the bottom of the eighth. Fucking Javi, baby, let's go. Yeah, I, I totally didn't say we should trade him at the beginning of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's Jeremy Colleton, but it, yeah, he's Jeremy always Colleton. been. <laughs> My mom just texted me. She goes, "Mama going down. Mama going down." <laughs> um, it, it's always been said that he's going to end up taking over the team, which I'm real excited for whenever that happens because he was incredible with Rockford yeah. last year. Yeah, I mean he he helped that team a lot get to the conference final. So I mean, um, I mean, I'm yeah, excited that's to see good... what he's able to do at the NHL level. That's definitely a good look because, too, then it's like you know you'll have a coach that has no issue playing with these young guys and getting these young right. guys in the lineup. And he's been in the system. He knows what it's like. That, and too. 
he knows the guys that are down there and he knows who could potentially be mm-hmm. called up that he might not. I mean, obviously they all talk and everything like that, but um, I don't know. And obviously Q and Bowman, it's, they don't see eye to eye. No. Like everybody knows that they don't see eye to eye. That's basically why Jarlson got traded. And that sucks. Like you just traded one of, one of, if not our best defensemen, just because you didn't like the coach and you kind of want to screw him over. Like, yeah, I think if, if one, I think if someone's got to go, I think it honestly should be both because like you kind of just said there, one is struggling because of what the one, the other one's moves were kind of thing. And the other one is struggling to make moves happen because the other one isn't willing to use what is being given to him. I don't. I don't think you could do both, though. You can't at the same time, at least. Exactly, because that sends the message to everybody that we're going. Oh shit! What the? F- what is going on right now? We but gotta. We're we not start though? from we're the not very though? beginning. <laughs> you know. But at the same time, I mean, Rocky already said, "Hey, if we have another bad year, like shit's going south. Like if shit's going south, I'm fucking fixing this shit. Like I don't know. He just he just start turning the." the Blackhawks into a money-making business. He's not going to let it fucking Mm-mm. go downhill whatsoever. If I'm Rocky, I'm putting a phone call into Stevie Why? Why not? Yeah. You mean Stevie, <laughs> why not? Why not? How are you? Um, but honestly, I think it's I think it's like uh, Q's going to be on the hot seat November, December, around there. And um, they make the move, maybe in the offseason, Bowman's gone after that. If things go south quick i think if if they aren't in a playoff position like if they are mathematically eliminated bowman will be gone at that point i don't think it waits the offseason if they miss the playoffs i don't know i don't know it's gonna be interesting yeah that's gonna be hard because do you give do you give bowman extra time to continue to screw things up or do you just cut it off before no i'm saying like fuck it no, right. I'm, no, <laughs> I'm saying so. So, right say right March first after the trade deadline, we don't make any moves. A week later, we get eliminated. There's like, there's no chance we make the playoffs. That's when you cut the you cut the ties with Bowman. I think. Yeah. I don't think you wait till the off season. I don't think you give him the off season. I think you cut that it sooner sense. than later. Get a new guy in there so he can just get get to work. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I don't know. It's gonna be. Uh, there could honestly. Be... Let's just hope everything goes well. Yeah. Let's because I'd rather see exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. There could be a lot of changes, or there could be none. Yeah, it's going to be know? a weird year, I think. Regardless, like yeah. last year was weird. It'll I keep think you on the edge of seat. Yeah, I think this There's is just so going to be just yeah. So many possibilities uh-huh. going on right now. First, we're in a blender. Now we're saving lives. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Predictions. Where Where do we think the Hawks are going to end up here? Let's start. Let's start with: Are they a, are they going to be a playoff team? No. Is Crawford healthy? I don't yes. Even, I don't even think with a healthy Crawford we're a playoff team right at this point. Healthy Crawford, second wild card spot. Yeah, I agree. Hurt Crawford, not even close. Wishy washy in and out of the lineup. Crawford. If Crawford doesn't play, like forty games this year. Thirty? No. Forty-five. 30, 35 to 45 games, I think they don't stand a chance. Yep. Uh, I think... I, I can get on board with that. And and it can't be... 
Jonathan Taze has to figure his shit out. Brandon Sutton has to figure his shit out. Duncan Keith has to be better. Seabrook, Lord help us if getting in shape didn't make him better because I saw some things in the preseason that made my hair grayer than it already is. Uh, yeah, you weirdo. Um, but a lot of... I think a lot of guys are going to have better years. Uh, I think a lot of them will. Yeah. But it's... They all need to. Yep. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I'm saying fifth fifth in the central, seven points out of wild card. I'm saying fifth in the central wild card spot. Second wild card, wild card spot. What are we doing? Place in the central. Where do you think they're going to end? You already said second wild card. So fifth. Well, with Crow's <laughs> wild card spot, without Crow, they're battling with Dallas to become the last spot. Yep. In the central. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Let's go uh, predictions here. Happier thought. <laughs> Who, Happier uh, thoughts here. Into just NHL talk. No more hacks. No more NHL, baby. We're doing a short episode today. I mean, back-to-back long-ass episodes. I think we'll keep it a little bit short. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Short uh, as an hour and a half. Right. Yeah. Let's keep going. <laughs> keep it rolling. Uh, we can describe the Cubs game. No big deal. <laughs> who, come, who comes out of the East going into the final? I know we oh, talked about happy, happier thoughts. Who, but let's, let's do this. Who's your Eastern Conference final? How about that? Let's do that. East. Uh, uh, I hate doing this. I'll give you mine. Tampa, Toronto. I was going to say the same thing, but I don't think that's going to be possible with where they're going to finish in the division. No, they'll play each other second oh, round. Oh, shit, that's right. God, I hate this mother... Oh. That's who my ideal one would be. So dumb. All right, let's just do Eastern Conference champ then because that's going to be too difficult trying to figure out who can actually play who. All right, you go first. And Toronto, coming out of it. <sighs> Toronto. I'm pissed about it. But <laughs> I was trying to see if, like, you look like if you like died at all yeah, when you, you said that. Did you see me suck the tear back up? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we know Noli's pick. If we're going conference final, honestly, I might say Toronto Pitt. I think I think the Penguins can get back to the conference final. Um. It's another one where their goaltender is going to have to be yeah. much better. But yeah, I'm going to go with Toronto. Jack? I said Toronto. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, how about out of the West? What are we thinking? Couple, couple different options, I think. A lot of people are predicting Sharks, and I just don't see it. I really don't. No. I originally said I was saying it was gonna be when they picked up Carlson. I was like, "Oh, Toronto versus San Jose," but I, think, I don't, I don't see it with them. No. I don't like. I it, they have a good team, but I just, I don't know. I mean, they could absolutely do it. They I get they have a good in. team, but I just personally I, th- I don't see. I that. think they're going to be in the 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 conference finals for sure. Uh, well, I mean. Considering who they're going to have to go through, probably one of L.A., Vegas, L.A. L.A. Vegas. I mean, looking at their division, they're going to come out of their division. Yeah. Depending on who they play, if they end up playing a wild card team. If it's like, a, I mean, even if it's like a Minnesota, 
or even St. Louis. I don't know. St. Louis team going hot oh, into the playoffs boy. against the Sharks. That would be a, that could be a, a bruising match. Do you think St. Louis is going to be a wild card? Depending on their goaltending. It's true. I don't know. You know, they could get a third spot. I still, I don't know. I they still could, think they could they're. I still, to a third, but they can also piss it away a little bit. I, I don't I, know. I still have a hard time seeing Minnesota doing better than St. Louis. Never know. Minnesota can get hot. Yeah, there funny. are times when they go on 10, 11 game winning streaks, and you're just like, all right, can't wait for them to lose nineteen in a row in the uh, playoffs. Yeah, I guess conference final. Winnipeg, San Jose. Winnipeg coming out. That's fine. Well, this is boring. We're all the same. <laughs> yeah. It's also boring because it's like, those are probably going to be the top yeah. two teams in the division. It's it, So, Canada, it's so basically we're saying Canada's finally it, getting the Stanley Cup back. It's difficult to not put Vegas in there, but I just... Obviously... I, if we haven't learned our yet lesson yet, never count Vegas out. But I just I can't I, see them going. I think they're going to do no, great this I'm year. I'm going to say they're going to suck till the day I die. <laughs> and I don't care how wrong I am until the day I die. I'm saying no Vegas, no playoffs, no Vegas, nothing. none at all. I think they're going to be good, but I just don't think it's going to be what the magic from last year. Like I just think no, that it's was going to be harder. Yeah, it's going to be very hard. Um, they literally put the, that city on their back just to help them the whole fucking season. So and that's tough. Um, fucking hate this shit, but Stanley Cup. No, you're no my mental health. You're all Winnipeg. Winnipeg. I mean, no, you're all in, right? Oh, I'm all in. (laughs) Do I think it's gonna happen? There's that much, that much Cubs factor. I like how it's just every time I was. Smaller and bigger. <laughs> the, the, the Cubs fan in me and the Leafs fan in me and the before Hawks fan, yeah. before three Stanley Cup Hawks fan in me, it's like, it's never going to happen. But, oh, fuck. spit in my eye. Yeah. I've been mean, doing that a lot this year. God damn it. Um, so, yeah, wait. Is it more so that you're nervous that you just don't force not you're nervous, but you just don't foresee it happening, or do you actually not think that they're ready yet? No, I think I think they can do it. It's just personally like yeah, your own mental. I don't yeah. want to believe it until it happens. Gotcha. I think they're gonna have a real slow start. Do oh, you really? I think yeah. so. Interesting. I do. I think it's gonna be little. Just getting Tavares in the mix of things, having him get used to the media up there, all that. I know he went through preseason and looked good, but that's preseason, say, like we always say. Not having an issue. But he's also a fucking all-star in that NHL. Um, I mean, still waiting on Nylander to sign. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. That's going to be a huge factor, too. So, I mean, a lot of the guys, yeah, I mean, Matthews played with Nylander. I mean, now you got to play with Tyler Ennis, which Matthews could turn Tyler Ennis into a fucking $4 million guy per year guaranteed. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think they might have a slow start, but they'll be in it in the end, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, who you guys got for heart? Well, who is your final winner? Um, I'm going to go with the Leafs. Cool. You're both dead to me. Uh, heart. <laughs> 
I'll break the eye. <laughs> yeah, but like looking at it, you said your mental health. Yeah, yeah. So that means at heart. Uh, at heart. Uh, ah, segue. How about it? Oh, we're How about good, it? Good at this, fellas. Yeah. Uh, I am gonna go with Patrick Kane. Wow. If Bold. yeah, I'm gonna go with Kane. Um, I don't know. I always feel like whenever he promises something, he delivers. You know. True. Um, I'm gonna go on a team I forgot about when we were talking about the Sharks. Nate McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Colorado Avalanche. Mm-hmm. See the Sharks against Colorado first round. Colorado almost surprised the Preds. Yeah. Last year. And yeah, I'm gonna go with Nate McKinnon for the heart. I'm gonna take the cop out and go McJesus. I mean, it's, especially, but you know what though? It's an if, easy pick, but it's a smart pick. I mean, if he does what he can, like does consistently on a oh, team, oh, like even, get over a hundred points and almost lead his team to the playoffs, but not do it, and then still lose the fucking heart. Being the entire team, though. But he still lost the heart this year. Yeah. It's just, I feel like even the NHL is like, all right, that's too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's. Barring an injury-filled season, it's going to be impossible for Eric Carlson not to win the Norris. It's it's set up for him, but I'm still going Hedman. I'm going Hedman back to back because he's the best all-around defenseman, right? Second best all-around, but I'd still take him over Dowdy. <laughs> your ar- wait a minute! I don't get that your argument. No, sense I get, do whatsoever. not get your argument at all with this. Okay. Dowdy, best all-around defenseman. Hedman, great all-around, gets more points. And like Tanner said, so... Where Dowdy... So it's like defensive play, physical play, offensive play for Dowdy across the board. And then it's like Hedman, defensive play, same as Dowdy, physical play just a little bit, offensive play a little bit higher. Write a blog about it. I don't understand this. Yep. Yep. I'm not getting it either. Put it in terms of like maybe how I feel. NHL 19 like ratings. Like, okay, like Drew Doughty's offense, 90. His defense, 90. His physical play, 90. And then you go ahead minutes like offensive play, 94. Defensive play, 90. And then physical play, 86. So that averages out to 90. So they're both at 90. So they're yeah. both even. No, they're not 30 for 30 guys. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Doughty is a 30 for 30 guy. 10 goals, 50 assists. He's yeah. a huge 30 for huge 30 He's 30 guy. for 30 times 2 for points. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. Stupid idiot, Tanner. All right. Um, I you- said it before. Hedman's my favorite defenseman in the league. I still don't get your argument, though. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to. It's, I'm trying to. I just don't get it. Okay, McDavid's the best player in the league, but he's not my favorite player in the league. No, I'm not talking about that comment. I'm just talking about your general statement. Bring off, Jack. <laughs> Cheer it on makes me. sense in my head. <laughs> What's your pick for Norris so we can move on? Headman. 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 Yeah. Okay. Vizina. What's that, Regina? Vizina. He drinks a lot of hand sanitizer. 
I'm saying Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky train? Yeah. It's a solid pick. Who you got? I'm going to wait because mine's, mine's a mic drop. I hey, Corey Crawford. No Cam Ward. <laughs> I want to say Vasilevsky just because he's going to do what he always does, even if he gets tired again. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to throw out Bob because he's in a contract year, and Bob throws up stupid good numbers. So I'm going to say Bob. He does have a great regular season every year. so always. He really does. Always. And that's all that matters for the awards. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, Real, Bishop, don't real, fucking do it. Real, <laughs> real life, I think Auntie Ranta. Okay. Oh. Auntie Ranta, once again, unless he, he injury had, filled. He had the stats last year. Yeah. He, just, he had the same. He had better stats than Mark Andre Fleury. But Mark he Andre was just Fleury hurt five votes. But he was just hurt or all year long. Right. So I, as long as he's able to stay healthy, he's going to help that team either get to the playoffs or. Damn near close. Yeah, I think that he's gonna end up uh, picking it up this year. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Who gets the Calder? I'm glad we're not not all just copping out here. <laughs> Who gets the Calder? Brigitte Cat. He can do it, right? <laughs> no, people are still pissed off about the Panarin. Oh yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Um. And not to chirp you about copping out and then copping out, but I mean, it's got to be Colin, right? There's no way it's not. It's got to be. Unless it's a McDavid and he gets hurt 20 games in, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I I feel like I'm saying that for all of these. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go different than Dallin, just to be the guy. Uh, What's the guy in Carolina? Um, Zesnikov? Oh. um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Uh, Se- uh, uh, Sevens- uh, Seves- mm-hmm. Sevenov. Sevenov. Alexei Sevenov. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. It Is it Sevesnikov? Sevesnikov. Yeah, Sevesnikov. Sevesnikov. That's not a bad one. Uh, I don't think anybody in Carolina is ever gonna win. Call no, it. no. <laughs> it is Vesna Yeah, yeah. What up, Pots? Um, Isn't that what I said the first time? But I feel like the last couple of years, the Vesna, like going into it, it's like three guys that nobody ever predicted would have been up for it. You know, yeah. you mean Calder? The Calder. Sorry, yeah, yeah Calder. Um, which is awesome because it's just showing how bright yeah. the future is in the NHL. Like Clayton Keller came out of fucking nowhere, yeah. and Brock Besser. Like nobody saw these guys coming up. Right, and like, Marty Barzell. Like, Matt. Yeah, Maddie. <laughs> Nobody I remember the kid's name. Everybody's <laughs> thinking Johnny. I think <laughs> Buffalo can have two of the three nominees next year with Dallin and Middlestead. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to have a great team, they, year. Well, and can't count out Brady Kachuk either. Yeah. I mean, he's a beast. I mean, he is in Ottawa. Yeah, but Jesus Christ. They well, might, I mean, they might just give it to him because right. they feel sorry for him for being in Ottawa. They, yeah, that's no. what I was just going to say. It could, could be like a, I mean, a sympathy vote. Barzell was in yeah. the, on the island, like, and he had a shit ton of points. I mean, you can get 60 points as a rookie on a shit team and get fucking Calder. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean. You gonna go with anybody or? I fucking said Dolan. Oh, you did go with Dolan. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. To go. I thought you were still get out of my fucking grill. I thought you were still <laughs> thinking about it. No. All right, never mind. Uh, and then finally, since last year was the first year since like 1960 something that no coaches got fired. Somebody's got to go this season. year. During the season, right? It happened 20 seconds after the season ended for yeah. poor uh, Alain Vigneault. But um, but uh, who's going to be the first guy to get canned this year? Todd McLennan. Who? Todd McLennan. I thought you said Ron McLean, and I was like, you mean the guy that hosts Hockey Night in Canada? <laughs> Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, he's fucking out of here. Don, Don Cherry's getting him out of yeah. here. Uh, that's a good pick. That is a good one. That's a really good one, because if they're out in the playoff spot by November, Peace out, he's on the hot seat. Yeah. Um, or or they're just going to hang him, because yeah. Edmonton fans are psycho. Yeah. Um, funny thing is, though, you don't have McDavid. That team's dog shit. Uh-huh. Oh, God, yeah. They don't uh, care. I gotta go Q. Hard not to. Yeah. Hard not to. Edmonton is a good one though. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Jeff Blashill. Detroit. Uh, it's like they they have no future. Unless yeah. I think the only way he loses his job is if like a, a Q becomes available. Yeah. It might be one of those, okay, you're gone, so we're bringing the better guy. <laughs> TNT. TNT. Um, it's hard to pick. It's hard to, like, a Carolina. It's hard to, or a Phoenix, even. Like, it's those teams that aren't projected to do anything. It's like, why let, let go of the coach if you're not projected to do anything? Anyway? Actually, can I change mine real quick before we go stamp it? Sure. I'm going to say Bruce Boudreaux. In Minnesota. There you go. There That's you much go. better. That's fair. I'm going to say Bruce in Minnesota because right now is about the time. His. The time span. His of, five year. Right. His five years up. Of when they're like, all right, we've had enough of you. Usually yeah. it comes in the off season, but uh, might have a slower start to begin the year because they're basically running with the exact same team that they had back in fucking Forever. 2013. So. <laughs> Can you imagine if the fucking Hawks picked up Boudreaux? Ugh. Flip-flopped with Minnesota. Ugh. Hard Gross. Me right now. Shoot me now. Cool. All right. Back to uh, back to some short episodes. Next time you hear from us, it'll be the uh, beginning of the NHL season. Is everybody excited? Let's fucking yeah. go, baby. It's October. Yeah. Ryan's ready. Hey. Hawks leaves. Third game of the season. How about it? How about it? How about it? How about it? I'm excited. I can't wait to watch Leeds Power Play completely demoralize the entire 22,000 that's going to be in the United Center. So hey, you know what? Just make sure uh, you don't take any penalties. <laughs> that's all you got to do. That's it. That's all you no do. checking. Do not go near him. Just no stick length don't away. Do anything. Who on the Hawks going to throw the weight around anyway? Yeah. Just do the Tampa Bay one-two-two. Yeah. But yeah, get ready. Get excited, fellas. Yeah. All is right in the world hey, again. Well, I mean, I was talking to you, but yeah. Ladies. Yeah, lady. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? All right, we're going to wrap it up because the Cubs are about to go into extra innings. Thanks for tuning in here for uh, episode number 47 for Pope's Noli and Jerem. Later! Later.
Follow the guys on Twitter at WCBP, on Instagram, WCB Podcast, and like them on Facebook, the Windy City Benders Podcast. The Windy City Benders Podcast.